Uh, hey guys, I'm Jordan Prince. I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana. This is my lovely band from right here in Germany. We have some nice folk songs for you tonight. So, Frank, uh, why don't you kick us off? Welcome back to another episode of Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. I'm your host, Jordan Prince. We're here in the M94.5 studios in Munich. Today we have a fantastic songwriter and a lovely gentleman, David Gaffney. Okay, David Gaffney, uh, just to be 100% sure that we have the right one, we just want to make sure you're not the David Gaffney who writes truly 21st century stories for a fragmented world and fragmenting, uh, fragmented, no, stories for a fragmented and fragmenting world, which are short, snappy, and utterly addictive? No. That That's not you. Okay. Not me. Just wanted to be uh, uh, totally clear we had the right one. We've had too many imposters in here yeah. in the past. I, I've often thought we should collaborate, me and this guy. Uh, that would be kind of yeah, fun. would be pretty funny, no? What would you call it? Like David's Gaffney's? D-Gaff squared or something. I don't know. I don't know. We could we could figure something out, I'm sure. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, no, so I have we have the David Gaffney who... Uh, were you born and raised in Liverpool? No, I was actually born in, in Jersey in the Channel Islands. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. How did you end up in Liverpool from there? Uh, well, I, I moved from Jersey to London and then uh, with, a, with a friend or like a, a band member, we, we decided to just take a venture to Liverpool because we heard it was good times there. How old were you at that time? Uh, I was around 22. 22 or something like that. Yeah. So me and my friend Joey, we we decided to take the guitars from London, from Camden Town uh, to to Liverpool. Does Liverpool have this vibe in the same way that uh, like Melbourne does in in Australia where you, you see this as like a music hub? Where you want to go. It, it really like uh, it really had a big effect on me the city because the the Beatles uh, thing sure. is still yeah. still alive and kicking there and and you don't actually realize until you go there how much it's still really still a part of it yeah and the the Matthew Street where where the Cavern Club is and things like this and me and my friend just decided hey we just start making some music there you know oh that's cool uh, and yeah we had a super successful <clears throat> first evening there and then what, what we happened like, Did you, uh, we, we, I think it was like the first hundred uh, pounds we ever made or something and it was <laughs> yeah. like okay where's the beer you know yeah uh, <laughs> exactly but we we really had like a positive introduction to the city and then yeah and then after that we we met loads of people there and yeah, good good vibes there. I feel like cities like that, like Liverpool or uh, or like New York or Melbourne or something, or New Orleans, for my example, is just like when you have so many creative people in one place, you, it's so easy to, to make new friends and say, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, you're going to do this. Okay, can I hop on that project? Do you uh, need yeah, someone yeah, for yeah, that? Yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah. Even if you don't really mm-hmm. know how to do what they need, you're like, I can do that, and then you learn it on the way. Yeah, and, it's, and, and also Liverpool is a super small city. So, how, how many people live there? Uh, oh, God. I would be uh, taking a wild guess. So, uh, I think we're going to fact check that uh, later. This may be, yeah. But uh, you, you soon find <laughs> out who the, the, the music crowd are. And, okay. and it's like you do a few open mics and then... 
552,267. Now I know that. Now I have to keep that in the head. That's almost the exact same population as New Orleans. Okay. We did an interview with a friend of mine who uh, is from Spain but moved there to do music. And we had to also Google the same the same thing like okay, because, so, because you, yeah. you learn the people so quickly mm-hmm. like okay that's the it's not that. nearly the same Jordan okay but that's not greater <laughs> New Orleans okay it's saying 393,000 but that's that's, yeah, inter- that's can, like yeah. that's like you know it's inner city. Up, no? come on <laughs> come on guys <laughs> Um, but yeah, you learn pretty quickly, like, okay, there's the jazz guys, that's the rock guys, this is the folk guys, and they blend sometimes. Yeah. Or how was it for you? I don't know. Well, because we, we were coming from like a, a kind of living on Camden High Street around this era of like Amy Winehouse was still like running around bars there. Oh, shit. Uh, Peter Doherty and all, all of these people were were kind of in the same like pubs as you, so we we that's wild. We were kind of just going out there without a care in the world with the guitars and, and thinking, hey, we're going to go and we're going to go and make it, whatever it was at the time. Right. And uh, then we soon found out when you want to earn a living down there in London, right. it's it's quite difficult, you know, because it's a bit of a shark's pool. and Exactly, yeah. And there's, yeah, there's so much going on there. Uh, and and then Liverpool was like this kind of new lease of life. Everyone was talking to each other, like uh, the people in like the coffee shops or the ch- uh, fish and chip shops would come out when you're busking and say, hey, hey, lad, do you want some chips or oh, nice. coffee and stuff? And for us, it was a, a massive change. In so it's very communal. Like yeah, very yeah, yeah. Super caring people. Also straight to the point as well, kind of. Man. They don't mess around with the opinions and stuff like that. But you know what you get and, and yeah, what you see is what you get there. Man, it's really, you can't take that for granted. That kind of thing is really nice. Yeah, I well, think. I mean, it's, it's yeah, for me, it's priceless, especially when you're you're doing music or something. Because mm-hmm. if you, you're kind of going around to different bars or different clubs and and the, the manager or something, he, he's cool and he's saying straight away, yeah, I'll give you a show. Whereas they're not going to mess around. The ones that don't like you will kind of, yeah, make it, yeah, it's not really our kind of thing here or, mm-hmm. or something like that. Man, well, actually, speaking of uh, of busking, so you were you were busking in Liverpool, and just can you explain what busking is for listeners who might not know what that is? That's yeah, but busking is just street music, street music, uh, right? Yeah, or, or uh, some form of art on the street, like playing playing for passersby, yeah, with, for and, the hat or something, and, yeah. And how long did you busk? Like, did, were you also busking in in London and busking? Yeah, in yeah. Well, it kind of, <laughs> I. I from when I was like 18 or something, I, I went to Brighton from Jersey. And oh, we just went to Brighton uh, oh, in really? March. Yeah. yeah, we played a show there, the Great Escape Festival. Oh, amazing place. That's man. a great city, man. Yeah, amazing Brighton is place. so beautiful yeah, yeah, and yeah. fun. And uh, I, I started doing a little bit there, but wasn't wasn't too confident with it at that time. It was more like go, I was going to the Brighton lanes like maybe around 11 p.m. or something. And just kind of hiding in the dark there and, and kind of playing some of my own material. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, a, a year or two later, then I said, I was back in Jersey. And then I said, hey, let's go to London and just put the guitar out down on Covent Garden and mm-hmm. and start there, you know. Did you ever have any situations where you ran into like people claiming their own busking territories? 
Because in New Orleans, yeah, it's a bit yeah, like that. Yeah, They're like, yeah. hey, man, that's my bench. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's... I think, like, obviously every city's different and London in the Covent Garden area and, and things like this, if someone if someone has the amp down, you can be sure that they have a super long-life battery. <laughs> and they're not, they're not bloody moving, you know? Yeah. And, and I, they're a bit fiery there. And But again, I think it's like the same with everything. No, different cities, different people. And also, if you meet their, their kind of... Uh, if you meet their behavior with with good, positive vibes, it's very rarely that it's going to continue like this kind of fighty thing. Right. So I would always try and bring it down anyway and say, hey, look, I'm, yeah, I'm not, not trying to tread on your doorstep or I don't want any <clears throat> problems. Or And it was always kind of dealt with pretty quickly. And then you end up like kind of like working with the people then. Oh, man. And, and like, hey, do you fancy holding the spot down like six until what? eight? I'm coming at eight. Don't leave the spot in, until eight because I'm going to get there eight till ten then. Oh and my then, god! And then yeah. you start having like the the WhatsApp groups of like who's what? here, and who's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so nice, man. It's super cool. It's super cool. We yeah. we had we had people like when I was busking in college, we had people throwing like lit cigarettes at us and stuff. They're like, <laughs> "This is our fucking." Oh spot. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like shit. we've been here for ten years. You know, this uh, is- must have been a gold mine then, a money maker. Huh? <laughs> must have been. <laughs> I would know. I would never know yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but so tell me a bit about, about the background. So like, how did you, when did you start playing guitar and, and how did you get into the style that you play? And, uh, I was just like all the time, super interested in, uh, in like my dad's CDs and, and everything like that. It's a little bit cliche, the story. I was the same, but no, I, sure. I really was kind of like pulling all the CDs out, reading the lyrics and, and then playing the, the songs like loads of James Taylor. Man, uh, that was uh, my that was like my jam. first like I was like God, this guy's like an angel, you know? Yeah. And I would often like have the the CD Walkman there in in the yes. bed as I was going to sleep. I'd have James Taylor, in. <laughs> yes. and it, my mum would all, <laughs> my mum would always say to me, "You better watch with those headphones in your sleep, you what, know, in she, case like they, they, they you harm you." I'm like, mum. <laughs> I'm not a baby, you know, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And then I kind of, I realized obviously I wasn't going to get to the James Taylor level, but, uh, just, just there and then, but I was gonna say like, not just there, but but and then I kind of, obviously like growing up as a teenager, Oasis were a massive influence on me because, well, we ha- we have to stop you there and say, we did see a photo of you with Liam Gallagher. Yeah, we have uh, to know the story <laughs> behind that. <laughs> Yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy, man. It was like we. This was in the the Camden era, and we were kind of. So me and my friend Joe and and Craig were, were in a band there called a band named King, and that that was a like, band named King. We were originally like the Tracys or something, and then and then we changed <laughs> into a band named King, and uh, and we were we were just like going out every night in Camden with the guitar on the back, and then in the smoking areas or anything. If anybody wanted a song or asked for it then we we would play our songs to them oh know? nice and we just said we you know we it's gonna happen like this and and then we were just like writing under bridges and and all the rest of it and then one evening we were we were out in a nightclub um and it was like super quiet on a monday night or something and like i was like hey craig craig liam Gallagher's in the corner man <laughs> and we, we like 
We had like what a, the fuck? yeah, yeah, it was crazy, crazy. And and he was like, and Craig's, a, he's a go-getter man. Like he's a proper nice guy. He's a, he's a cool kid. And, but he also speaks his mind and stuff. He was like, where? Like, I was like, oh no, this is going to end in, in tears, you know? Oh, man. And then he went over to him and started the initial conversation because I was a little bit kind of standing back a bit and thinking, God, you know. I mean, if there's any, like, extremely famous people in the world, the Gallaghers are known for, like, don't talk to them. They are not nice, (laughs) probably, right? Yeah, and he went over to him and said, uh, he said, like, well, he said, like, probably one of the worst words, I think. He he was like, you're a C and I'm a C. Uh, that means we can get along, right? Can we can get along? And he and I thought, uh oh, he's gonna. What's your C and I'm a C? Well, he he like said this really bad word. Oh, that yeah, one. Yeah, oh, I obviously don't want to. I don't want to say it because obviously gotcha. children might be listening. But but he just said it like that. He said it. He, he went far out, said it, and I was like, oh no, I'm gonna have to pick him up off the floor. <laughs> And then before you know it, they were like, had the arms around each other and they were having no a beer and, and it all, and, and it, it stopped there. I said, right, okay, let's get a quick photo because we were quite happy that he was there. It's probably your only chance ever. We, to we left the club, went to like get fish and chips or something. We, we were like happy with our night then. We were like, hey, it's done. Let's go home, you know? Yeah. And then he walked past the, the chip shop again. You're kidding. And like he he either like stole one of our chips or something, or he like knocked on the window or something, and he was like messing around. And then I I then said, okay, now it's my turn. So I went out and said, hey, like, where where are you going now? What's the what's, <laughs> what's the, the plan? What's the deal? I mean, can me and this guy be involved? You met him in the club, <laughs> and and the 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 house party was next door to the fish and chip shop, and he said, go in and behave. That's what he said to us. So what? then we parted the night away there, and yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> Man, that's like a that's like uh, a rock and roll legend story or something. Uh, really, like, I, I take that one to the grave. Yeah, man. that's like yeah, a Rolling yeah. Stone exclusive kind of thing. But it's, it's also uh, like Moe's wet dream because he's such an oasis. Yeah, fan. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think like just going back to what you said about the kind of influences there, like I, Noel Noel Gallagher for me as like this kind of guitar player, singer songwriter from an early age said made me believe that I could do that because, you know, he wasn't doing any crazy stuff on the guitar. Right. The, you know, the melodies you thought you'd maybe heard some of them a little bit before and, and mm-hmm. it was quite easy, uh, very accessible, you know, to kind yeah. of learn everything. And then and then I was like, hey, I, I'm going to give this a go myself, you know. Yeah, and man. Uh, when, you hear like a, when you hear like a fresh interpretation of like a comfortable melody, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, you know what? That's not so scary to try and do my own. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, mm-hmm. that really changed it for me too. Like, I was really into James Taylor, and when I was around, like, a teenager, my dad, you know, showed me Zeppelin and, and mm-hmm. Queen and, and, you know, Bread and yeah, yeah, yeah. Boston and all these <laughs> classic rock bands. And I, it always seemed like something very far away from what I could do. I, I was interested in music. I was just starting with guitar, but that, was, that wasn't even on, on my radar of, like, things I considered trying to copy. And then one day, like I was a really late bloomer with Bob Dylan. Okay, yeah, yeah, a little, and I mean, a little bit like that also. Yeah. You know, everyone, almost everyone has like a little Bob Dylan story who writes uh, songs like in, in our in, close to our genre. But mm-hmm. it's uh, that changed everything because it was like, man, that's those are the chords I already know. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I can just yeah, if yeah. I think of an interesting way to phrase what I want to say, then that's 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 the magic. You yeah, know? yeah, that's it. Yeah. 
But yeah. it's, it's quite interesting <clears throat> when you you kind of, for for example, Dylan or, or Cohen or something like that, then you kind of, you realise how bloody good it actually is when yeah. you actually just try and, you know, okay, today I'm going to write something little bit Dylan-y and just try and just keep it super easy and see what's going to happen. Eventually you're like writing something that's going off in another direction. Yeah. And to keep it there with like lyrical content that is that good. Man. I'm just like, it's pucker, you know? He's one of those guys too where, you know, it's, I don't know, it's been like 60 years since he started writing songs yeah. or something crazy. And you, or I don't know, 50 years. And then you sometimes hear a song from a modern artist or modern-ish and you think, oh, that's a great track. That's really nice. And you find out that it's a cover from some estranged yeah, yeah. early 90s Dylan track that yeah, was unreleased crazy, or something. Yeah. And you're like, this guy's still mm. writing hits. Yeah, yeah. How? It's mad. It's, it's insane. The, uh, didn't Adele, <laughs> Adele co- covered one of his songs, no? Right, yeah. What was it called again? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, I forgot the name. We're about to, we're about to fact check that. I love this uh, new fact check uh, system we got here. <laughs> It's just a computer, Jordan. I never saw that before. Is it like a big calculator? Make you feel my love. Make you feel my love. Yeah. I think a few people covered this one, but that's, yeah, that's just like one of those 80s, 90s Dylan songs, right? That's crazy. But so you were, you, you, you were playing music and you had this style growing and you, you went to Liverpool and you were busking and um, playing for the hat. And, and then, so one night this German actress shows up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so did you recognize her? Like how did this, how did this no work No way, out? no way. This was like, I mean, for me, it holds, uh, it's like, um, it holds a massive place in my heart. The, the whole story about what happened. Cause yeah, it was, it was coming at a time in Liverpool where, th- um, things were coming to a bit of a kind of dangerous point And I was not really enjoying, the thing so much anymore like I was just kind of yeah it was like hell to leather you know it was like really <laughs> kind of just going yeah just in a, on a kind of bit of a downward spiral and uh, I was kind of living in this hostel at the time and uh, to which by the way the guy at the hostel Raquel amazing guy that he like was taking in all the musicians and we were all in like the, the hostel rooms <laughs> anyways yeah and That's so nice so we were I was kind of like busking. It was like on a Saturday night, just playing music on the street, maybe 1 a.m. or something. And it was just super quiet. And and this this woman approached me with her daughter and had had just said, hey, can can my daughter take some photos of you? Who I later found out was Lulu, her daughter's cool girl also. And uh, and then she just asked for my email address, and I, I, as you do, like also at concerts as well. Sometimes, you know, when you're playing, someone says, "Hey, what's your email address?" You hope it's going to be, uh, you know, something yeah. interesting. But most of the time, it's just a birthday or uh, yeah, or a wedding or, or wedding or can yeah. But, and, and actually, I just realised for for the German listeners that we haven't said the name yet. It was Merit Becker. Yeah, 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 Merit right. Becker. Yeah, crazy. Uh, yeah, and she asked me for the email and. And then, then I didn't hear from her for for a certain amount, maybe about four to six months or something. I didn't hear from her from the the email address. And I'm thinking it was always in my head like that. That was pretty strange, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I had the, the email, which was "Hey, I'm Merit," and then the email address had her name in it, Merit Becker. And I googled her, and and then I was like. And I knew I had a feeling that something was was around me at the time. It's very strange, and 
I don't want to go too kind of like vibey with it, but I, I was in pretty bad stage in my life and mm-hmm. I kind of see it like it was some sort of like angel <laughs> man but sometimes those moments do do really stick with people yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, and and yeah then email after email back and forth and then she invited me to to be in her band uh, for like now see that to me is fucking crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so unexpected yeah, I mean, yeah, to, yeah. To get to maybe to to see a lot of talent and to 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 share like mm-hmm. a lot of like just human kindness with you and give you an uplift and to make mm-hmm. you feel like, okay, I know it's a hard time now, but there is something more for me mm-hmm. is, is already enough for any musician in that position. Uh, yeah. But I then mean, for her to say like, by the way, yeah, I've got a yeah, 25 yeah. city tour yeah, coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And it was quite funny because I was after the first email came through, then I had like all the crew at the hostel behind the computer because we're all using the same computer. <laughs> and I'm I'm like looking at the computer going, hey, everybody, come here a minute. And like, we're all checking. And everyone's like, for a month or so, ah, what do you think it's going to be? And this and that. And there was like huge debates about it. That's so cool. That's so, exciting. Yeah, yeah. And and then, yeah, then came the, the thing. Would you be willing to do ba- uh, backing vocals in my band? And could you commit to these dates with a huge list of dates? So I know that she's a successful actress, but so what, so has she always played music or how, what kind of style does she play? I was I was touring an album called Snowflakes for Breakfast. Snowflakes for Breakfast, and uh, she's a super interesting musician. I, I yeah. because that was my introduction to her. Then I look at her like a, a musician, sure. You know? Yeah. Whereas uh, I think, uh, yeah, I personally think she needs a bit more credit for the music because I see the the work that goes into it and and yeah the thought process and and how things are made on stage and and how we do things and rehearse it and it's a really kind of solid show with a lot of details and she does things super quiet but when you're like standing on stage and you see the full theater just like completely silent oh. it's like killer you know i love that and yeah. i i just like after the time with the story and and kind of being involved i just grew to like love her material you know sure yeah, yeah. But it and, means more to you yeah yeah and and the, the the people in the band were also kind of taking me under the wing i mean i was i was like 20 28 or something at the time no no 27 and uh and they were all like kind of older, kind of reaching like the 40, 45 mark. Okay. They'd been around the globe, most of them, with music, you know? And there so, comes this like rookie from the street <laughs> uh, asking about like monitors and, and learning a lot as well. Were they, were they all German? Yeah, yeah, they were all German. Yeah. How many players did she have in, on the road? In this particular program, it was uh, Typhoon, Schultz on drums, Buddy Saha on guitar. Christiana Holmshain vocals, Olivia Ulig. Yeah, there was like five and and Merritt. Yeah. And what did she bring you on to to do? 
I was uh, I was doing backing bicycles with the amazing man with the other two ladies there who who were also teaching me a lot of things because yeah sure I mean building harmonies and stuff and and learning different arrangements because I, yeah, I turned up to the rehearsals right uh, just off the plane from Liverpool like I don't know what I'm going in fresh meat yeah. yeah you know I'm like really that's uh, crazy to me but. It was just like yeah, I couldn't I couldn't have written the dream if I tried, you know. I was telling I was telling Mo earlier when we when we researched that it it, it sounds like one of those I don't know my only perspective would be like it sounds one of those um, like American dreams sort of things like he came from nothing yeah yeah it's <laughs> a little bit but the the great thing was what, what I I really admired about it uh, about the whole thing was because I was thinking when I come to Berlin. I mean, we're not going to get paid from the tour dates for a little space of time. You have to rehearse for two weeks and thinking about, well, what about a place to live and stuff? And she <laughs> said, you just live with my mum. So I just lived with her, her mother, oh Monica Hansen, who's also a, 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 like a, a very cool actress and, uh, and yeah, also a super down-to-earth woman. And I'm just like walking around her beautiful apartment just – Playing records and, and man, that's such a crazy, work. crazy yeah. uh, situation. Yeah. So, so you had two weeks to rehearse, twenty five cities. Were the cities all in Germany? All in Germany, yeah. Okay, yeah. and that was twenty. No, so it was like it wasn't. Uh, it was so it was like uh, as you probably know yourself, it's like a block of eight, and then maybe four days off or something, and then we would maybe the next month there would be a certain amount also. Right. So it was going to like I was like going to all these small German cities, just thinking this is crazy. That's going so to like playing in like Minden and places like this, <laughs> and Rautling and and all, all the other places. I expected yeah. Jordan to ask, are there even twenty five German cities? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's not. Obviously, he's no, wrong. Yeah. But I don't want to insult the guest, Mo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, were you guys on a nightliner, or were you in? Different uh, we were cars? on a nightliner for some, for kind of the later stages. Because I, I then after that that tour block, mm -hmm. which like spread out over a space of time, then. There was also like four or five bookings coming in this month or whatever, and okay. it continued. So I, I was in the band for close to three years. That's unbelievable, man. And, and then we were on the nightliner sometimes or this or that, and it's, it was all super new to me. So I was like kind of, I mean, there was like this, they, they make fun of me a little bit because the, the, first, <laughs> the first show in, uh, where was it, in Leverkusen at the Scala Club, and... Uh, After the show, I'm thinking, I don't know what's going on with like accommodation, and I'm I, I just did not want to ask any questions in case I got sent home. You know, right? Exactly. You don't want to be the problem or stick out. So I'm just like going with the flow. I originally said to her, "Hey, can I bring the guitar on the bus?" Because I want to do some busking in the cities in the day. She was like, "No, <laughs> leave the guitar." You know, actually, you're out of the van. Uh, uh, and I was like asking one uh, Christiana in the band. I was like asking her. Hey, uh, do we pay for the hotels and, uh, and this and that? I was really like, uh, just like, yeah, you're water. paying for the hotel yeah, yeah, for yeah. all of us. And she sat there said, David, we need to go and drink a beer. I'm going to tell you everything. Oh, and that's then she, nice. yeah, that's she nice. was really. Then I was in the pool the next morning, like with the the dressing gown on and the green Man. tea and stuff. I've totally okay. been in that situation before where you feel like over your head, you mm. feel super like imposter syndrome, mm. like way too lucky to be where you are in the moment. Yeah, yeah, a little you don't bit wanna, like that. You don't yeah. want to bring anyone's attention to the fact that you don't belong there. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a little bit. So yeah. you know, you ask like really dumb questions. 
questions on the side to like the door guy or like the driver. You're like, by the way, I mean, they told me, but I forgot. <laughs> do you know? Do <laughs> yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are meals paid for, or yeah, yeah. is that? Uh... <laughs> Where are we eating? Well, actually, yeah, my yeah. Google Maps broke down. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, that's that's such an interesting situation. So you so you toured like off and on with her about three years. So about three years, and and then. Um, yeah, and 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 then kind of just remain super good friends with her and all the people in the band. And whenever anything's happening, and sometimes I do the odd show with her now when it's that's like a, great. a different thing. And so, at the, yeah. like throughout that, were you were you saving the money from the shows to put towards something else, or were you like? Well, well, for me at the time, because 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 I was then coming from Liverpool, and and it was getting towards the end of that story there, because I was kind of like. I was thinking that a change needs to happen soon and 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 pretty fast, you know, because I was mm-hmm. thinking this is the winters are tough with the street music and uh, no bookers or anything like that were really listening to me there or, or anything like that. Not ones that would like maybe make a difference right. anyway, you know. Take, yeah. Um, and then when I was getting like paid from the shows and stuff, I, I was just like kind of living in some sort of dreamland. I was like, yeah, yeah, because. Yeah, especially when you're in a new city uh, and and Berlin. Once you find your feet there, you can really, you can really start taking off. You know. Oh man, Berlin is just like this oh, plethora of things to do, and there's a buzz, and yeah, you yeah. know, it's like because I I was living in Schöneberg when when I first arrived there, and and I wasn't really venturing much further than rehearsals at Merritt's place, and then coming back. Mm-hmm. And then chilling out, I was thinking, everyone's saying like Berlin's this like crazy, vibrant place. I'm yet to see it, you know, like, so I, I decided to go down to like Warschau Strauss and then I was like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah, this and is what's up. I was like, okay, there's another, <laughs> there's another place where you can go. I was like, Neukern and then Kreuzberg. And then I was, yeah. then I was really like, I had, had no problem then kind of getting on with things, you know. <laughs> so as soon as the tour ended, that's where you migrated to. You said, I'm going to, now the tour's done, I'm going to stay in Berlin. For me, it was always clear that when I was speaking to people in Berlin, compared to kind of the UK, let's say, and also back home, it's like people were taking their art as as their their work. Mm -hmm. Obviously, some teaching on the side or something like that, but the main focus every day was either someone's album, film, Mm -hmm. or light shows or or something like that. And I just thought... Hey, I, I want to be amongst this, man. Yeah, fuck yeah. And I think that's what's going to get the best out of me. And then when I found out in Berlin there was uh, a session you could play at every night with an yeah. attentive audience, I really like found myself like growing as a performer then and, mm-hmm. and thought, hey, this is, this is fucking great, you know? Yeah. Because nobody the really, challenges on the the, the yeah, and, is and you're like seeing also like I think people think you know. When, when you play at an open stage or you have a jam with someone and someone's maybe not musical, artistic, and they're into other things, they say, hey, he was really good. Does that does that bother you that you're going on after that person? Mm, yeah. And you're like, no, it's like great <laughs> to be around it because it makes you step up your game. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Put, dig the heels in and sing like from, from the heart. So yeah. Uh, I thought Berlin's the place for me. I just thought, no, that's it. Tour dates or no tour dates, I, I'm here. It's, it's, it takes a good city, I think, to to challenge yourself and to, and to kind of 
<clears throat> like keep you on your toes. Yeah. About, yeah like, I, okay. I need to be rehearsing way more. I need to be exactly, yeah, doing yeah. like vocal warm ups mm-hmm. before concerts or however you feel like you better yourself. It takes, I think it takes a certain kind of city to put you in that mindset. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, and I still, I still go back there quite a lot. And I'm working with like my new band down, down there in Berlin with uh, Martin Bach and, and Mona Kiley's. I do, I do want to get to that. Okay. Just okay. before we leave the, 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 the long tour, yeah. um, like I just wanted to think about throughout that time when you're going around Germany with this, with this actress and this band that you just met, Okay, yeah, yeah. you know, I know that it was a bit of a twilight like dream situation, mm-hmm. but were you ever thinking like, were you ever getting involved with any sort of drama with anybody or were you feeling homesick at all? Or were you just, okay, yeah, yeah, just okay, happy to be yeah, there and yeah. rolling with it? Or how was that feeling? You know, yeah, just it, being in a new country for the first time. Yeah, It was, I mean, because after the tour dates, when things calmed down a little bit and say there wasn't uh, another tour date for, say, a month right. or something, then you're kind of toying around with the idea, hey, do I, and it's also winter. You're also like, hey, do I go home? But then you're scared to miss out on, on all the other things. Yeah. So I was also playing music on the street in Berlin when I wasn't uh, touring. Okay. Oh, so, that, that's, so that's where her house was. In, in Berlin, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. And then uh, and then that was a little bit different then. That was like maybe maybe the little downsides also then because you, you, I wasn't earning as much money as I was in Liverpool right. in, in Berlin because there was like uh, the, the major spots, everyone had a, a super decent amp mm-hmm. and they were like blowing the street apart with, with the sound. Yeah. So I was just kind of jumping on friends' amps from time to time, but you're super limited with your time because there's always a musician after you. And at the time, I think it was like a one hour, a one hour kind of time to go in, make your money, and get out. You know? Okay. Wow. And I, and but but yeah, it was sometimes it was cold. It was a little bit. Germany uh, gets real yeah, cold. Yeah. Gets real yeah, cold. Sometimes it was a little bit. And it's super windy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was underneath in the the U-Bahns quite a lot. Not on the train, but on the on the platform there, playing there. Yeah, yeah. And that's a nice spot. And it was like I wrote loads of songs there. I can imagine. Just like people walking, all by. walks of life, yeah. and like the city buzz feeling. And but I also I kind of like really enjoy that feeling. I like enjoy feeding off this. Okay, you're in the city by yourself. All you've got tonight, you know, you've obviously got a few friends and this and that. That's cool, but you don't want to bother people every night of the week, you know. So right. I, I always, like, kind of thrive off that thing of this, like, new environment, guitar and you, and that's it. Yeah. And then, okay, you make... Let's keep it fresh. You, you earn this amount, and then you go for a walk and see if you can find anywhere new. And it was always super inspiring to meet all the people also, you know. What's the most um, street performances you did in a night, you think? Like different locations, maybe that's easier. Uh, God, I, I would like some, some nights in <clears throat> Berlin, I would be going out at six in the evening and then coming back at like close to like, because the, the U-Bahns run all weekend there, no? Oh, right. So like the traffic of the people, the ravers are coming back. Also, oh. they're, they're changing club from like whatever time, <laughs> 12 or, or something. <laughs> So it's always like people sitting down next to you. 
and someone's just sparking a joint and and you're just playing songs to them you know That's and nice. it, when it gets like that i was like god i love being away from home you know? <laughs> sure I, yeah I've, I've never been much of a smoker in, in that sense or like zen and out too much like that but i was loving like feeding off of that and yeah. saying, these people are having a great night they're moving somewhere else and yeah i found the people super open and interesting and man that's great that's yeah. really great so you stayed there and then how did you meet uh, martin bach and uh, is it carries mona carries or Kyries? Kyries. Kyries. yeah so how did you come across these two because now you're in this uh, songwriting trio with them right yeah yeah so now we're well i was originally sharing a rehearsal space with martin the, the drummer in, in the band. He was the drummer for yeah. Merit. No, no. So so Ma- Martin and, and Mona uh, are kind of uh, away from the Merit store. They're, they're not really linked. So oh, okay. I was renting a rehearsal space from Martin and he was a drummer and, oh, okay. and I I was just doing the singer-songwriter thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, then we, 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 he kind of said, hey, maybe we should do something at some point. It was just like a talky thing. And I was playing at, um, yeah, a, friend's, a friend's birthday party and I played a few songs. And then Mona and Martin had got in touch with me and said, hey, should we try and make something happen? So where did Mona come from in, in this? Uh, so she, she's actually Martin's partner. And ah, so okay. they're together. And does she uh, sing or does she? Yeah, yeah she's... Uh, she plays keys, sings, and she's also a, a flute player. But Triple we threat. Hear, we, yeah, we yet to hear the flute, but I try and encourage her to do that. You but. haven't heard the flute yet? No, no, but I've heard her play it. But, I need uh, to hear a flute solo yeah, on this next record. I'd, I'd be super up for it. But any, but they they kind of came at me and and we spoke about a few things and got some things moving. And it was also like quite a new thing for me because... I was, uh, we were joining as a trio, so we're writing all the songs together and everything is like a, it's like, feels like a well-oiled machine. It's pretty cool and I haven't really been a part of something like this um, to date. So this is the first kind of band? This is like the, the, well, I've been in, I've been in a lot of bands and and obviously done like the solo thing for, for a long time, but but this thing feels feels a well. It's a lot more organised, yeah. for example, and and it has um, it has three different opinions coming in. I was gonna say because like are all three of you contributing to the songwriting itself? Yeah, yeah. We're we're okay. all kind of it, we kind of like we we don't jam it out. But Mona might throw something at me with the chords, and then. I, I I sing some melodies over the top and then mm-hmm. Martin obviously comes in with the drums and, and then we discuss it together and move it around and figure out what's best for the song. That's awesome. But we're super quick at writing songs. and What's the style in general? I would say... Or does it well, shift it's like around? A, I'm trying to keep it as, as kind of close to what I believe in as possible. So like I'm trying to keep it like uh, rootsy and... Uh, I'm trying to speak the truth. House, yeah. trans, yeah, electronic. Because yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it all starts with the the kind of this street singing thing, you know? Like right. I like to kind of raise my voice a bit. and uh, like, Push, push like, the chords out. I like to be heard a bit. And, yeah, uh, that's good training for that and, street singing. Yeah, yeah, hey man, it's super. Fuck, Sometimes man. even when you're playing in the concert, they're like, hey man, like... Dude, the house is up, you can yeah, chill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> chill out on the Chill out on the microphone. But we, I think we have super, super strong songs, and 
How many songs have you guys written already? We're on about 12 at the moment. It's a full record, man. We, well, great. we like wrote the record. We worked it out the other week. So we often, well, we've been four times to like, we go to like these little places in like North Germany and we hire out a, a bungalow or something. Mm-hmm. And then the last one we, we were in Volin and uh, it's also North of uh, Berlin. And yeah, we hire the place out for four or five days. And then go and then go and do the work, you know. I love that man. And like the uh, the productive vibes that were coming out of there was unbelievable. And we just figured that this is really working, and we're going to put some more work into it. And now, like before we know it, we we kind of getting towards the end of of completion now for takeoff, you know. Man, I remember in, in New Orleans, you know, it was always is a practices with bands were always in someone's living room or in someone's. Um, attic or something and and for me I, sometimes we would rent out these uh, rehearsal spaces or mm. or something and i would get the most creative there i think being in a like in an alternate environment <clears throat> where you're not quite feeling at home but you're with people that you trust and you can yeah. kind of yeah. bounce things off a wall that you don't care if it works or not it's you know you can throw things to see if they stick yeah yeah and for some reason different environments affect how the rehearsals go that in my opinion i think yeah. And something I always really wanted to do or something that I was kind of jealous of when I see certain bands online is when they've rented out a place, like a new fresh place, Mm -hmm. like you did with this bungalow or something, Mm -hmm. or when I see Kevin Parker renting out like this cabin (laughs) house on the beach. I mean, that's what millionaires do, but, you know, just seeing some, some, some cabin somewhere. Like the dream for me is when you hear about like Bon Iver going out to some cabin and sitting by himself and, you know, that's, I mean, that's, he's a genius and stuff. I don't know. I'd create something even a fraction as good, but just being somewhere different separated from your home separated from your work mm-hmm. separated from the things you know and isolating either yourself with your mates or isolating yourself with yeah, just yeah. your just your 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 instruments yeah. and something i, I really yeah, really want to do man we we just uh, we just find that you know you're waking up in the morning and it, it, it's also like a uh, a proper like communal thing yeah. as well because you're all having breakfast together yeah and whoever might be there Simon Steger might be there who's, a, who's producing the album and he might set up the microphones on the first day make sure everything's going mm-hmm. so always recording the sessions as well mm-hmm. you're having breakfast together go and crack out the, the tunes for as long as you can go lunch team building mini yeah. nap and then yeah. the coffee <laughs> and then in for the second uh, thing yeah but it, well initially when well I've, my partner Julia Julia Zantel uh we we were kind of sitting down and uh, listening to kind of some some music of mine, and she was kind of she was always like pushing me to hey I think you know I think your voice can do a little bit more than that you know mm-hmm. and and then I was like yeah but the neighbours and this and that because I was trying to take it high and and kind of falsetto and, and mm-hmm. all the rest of it and. The band were the first people that I was I was trying that thing with to to kind of have this release, and I was always just feeling a little bit embarrassed doing it in someone's house or whatever. Sure, yeah. And we just yeah, and then that's what led to the the kind of uh, this renting a space and saying hey, no one's around, dig your heels, let go, and, and just like, and it really worked, man. It was like that's beautiful. Killer. It was killer. Yeah, that's such a cool feeling when you can finally let go and just try yeah, yeah. something, and it it works, and it feels good. It, because initially you don't really want to uh, believe if you if you feel that you've written a song and you believe it's kind of good enough to go out there. Mm-hmm. You've got heaps of songs, you know, heaps yeah. of things that 
I was kind of throwing to the band, and they're like, mm, maybe let's just yeah, yeah, try some yeah, yeah. different things. And then, <laughs> and then when you find this little explosive thing, because yeah. it's also new for me to venture into this, this area, and you find it with good people around you, it's like killer. It's really funny when, you, when you're working with a band on, on new songs. It's instantly obvious when, when one is going to work yeah. really well. It's funny, like it, everyone has their idea within a few minutes. And yeah, yeah. other songs can be great mm-hmm. but need more work. But it's funny when you find this like instant connection with the with your bandmates yeah, about yeah. a song like oh, just like everyone's oh, oh, nodding oh, their, oh shit <laughs> whilst you're playing everyone's like nodding the head yeah. around <laughs> yes. it's like what are we making yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're laughing and oh, I love that oh, I'm often saying like this is gonna be big <laughs> <laughs> this is the one yeah. so you guys were writing a lot of songs together and uh, actually one of these songs ended up being an award winning song called Raise the Bar let's take a little listen <laughs> to this song So you guys won the European songwriting contest. So, you know, this is for a documentary about refugees, right? Or how did this work out? No, this was, uh, this was, so basically it leads on to, onto this, uh, this next part. But Mona, uh, she was sitting down and was deciding, hey, I'm going to enter some songs into this European songwriting award thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she entered, yeah, a couple of songs that she had written with various other projects, and uh, I guess to keep the kind of options open, though. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then we we had this kind of. Um, it was quite funny because we had this like uh, bit of excitement before the awards thing actually happened because the the people from the awards had said had announced that Mona is is going to be a a finalist in the music for motion picture in this section. What? And we're trying to get a hold of the people saying like, hey, you know, like, what song is this? <laughs> because I'm kind of on the other end of the phone thinking I might have to drive down to Frankfurt here to to go to the final. And uh but they they were super busy and and they turned out to be super nice people. But they were so busy that obviously a kind of an applicant emailing them was at that time it was like one day before or two days before the finals or something. <laughs> so I was like, hey, screw this, man! I'm going to drive to Frankfurt just on the, on the off chance that it, it could be our song. And it turned out to be yeah, raise the bar and holy. And shit. then me and Mona, it was super. We we were like sitting there and we were thinking, I mean. Music for a motion picture. I mean, you know, you just wow. you, can, you can't put it together sometimes. And these these two like great like Lord of the Rings vibe tunes were, were played before us. Uh, oh, really? In the ceremony, like, like they play forty five like, seconds of of each song, mm-hmm. and then raise the bar was like after it, and me and Mona were like, no chance, <laughs> no chance. It's and, like two like, big orchestral compositions. Well, like, yeah, or, they were kind of like uh, from composers. One was from Italy, I think. One was from Switzerland, or, or something like that. And even uh, more, even more like imposter syndrome. And I was like, <laughs> like God, I, I was like, I don't know. But I, 
we'd always like imagined that it might be for some kind of film because it tells like quite a nice story and it's mm-hmm. um yeah ra- uh, raising the bar in itself is like a proper positive thing to do you know so we always thought there could be something behind it and yeah and they, they announced our names and we were like whoa and then we were jumping up on stage and yeah, it, was, it was a little bit surreal and then, yeah, and then we released the song uh, with them, and uh, now it's out into the world, yeah. Oh, unbelievable, man. And I, I know a little bit about um, the efforts it took to shoot the music video for it, but I would <laughs> love to hear <laughs> yeah, your yeah. story about this. Oh, man. It was, th- I mean, it's. I actually have my partner, Julia, to thank for this, because she was working with Sebastian at the time, the mm-hmm. filmmaker, and... Uh, and she was like, "Hey, let, let's let's see if Sebastian's up for it. Maybe he wants to mm-hmm. wants to to make something." I was like, "Yeah, well, maybe we might have to go to Lisbon." So we 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 ended <laughs> up going to Lisbon to shoot the video, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, the first scene was like an underwater scene for. And you were in the Atlantic Ocean. We were in the ocean, and and obviously, uh, yeah, Ju- Julia had come up with like this idea of. Yeah, being kind of trapped on the water and having things around you and and uh, pictures and all of this kind of thing, and we, we were trying to create it, and uh, and then we were in the water for so long, and and uh, it was like we had like weights around our waist, we were like trying to stay under. That, that's really my nightmare. And and it was it was it was comical in the end, but. It, you know, you just don't know these things sometimes till you try them. So, but it, it was like, it wasn't a negative thing. It was like, it actually set us off to to shoot really well and shoot productively. And uh, yeah, working with Sebastian was like, was like a bit of a dream as well. He's a super right. easy guy to work with. And, and then it was like, this super happy thing was going on around everyone in, on the shoot. And mm-hmm. Uh, it was only uphill from there. <laughs> and you did the whole video in one day, or we done you- it in, a, in one day. I think, I think at the end of it, recalculated fourteen, I think fourteen hours or something. Man, that's unbelievable. And there that's- was a running scene in there also. I have to add, so I had right. to run on the, on the last two hours of the scene of the the shoot. Yeah, like I'd rather be back weighted underwater. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, <laughs> get me back in there, you know. Man, it must have been freezing. I've been in the Atlantic Ocean once, and it was—it's just an ice chamber. Well, at, at first, it was like, you know, taking a picture of the the yacht we were on. It's like, yeah, I was even think I was sending one to my mum. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, mum, I'm shooting a music video. I made it. Been, yeah, here we go. You know, no champagne yet, though. One of those things. Like. And uh, and then yeah, after half an hour, I was like, Sebastian, are you okay? Are you okay? It looks like you're you're hyperventilating. And, and, I can't uh, even I can't even begin to think about having weights or weights on my body with a camera uh, on my shoulder uh, under the ocean well, current. The, the thing with him, yeah, because because he had to like obviously capture it. Yeah. So I was getting like the short straw, uh, no, the longer straw, and just jumping out from time to time. And he was always trying to check out what's going on down there. Man. And then we like oh. yeah, but you learn from it, no, and and like. Yeah, it was super fun. And, uh, but how did you get up? That's the one. So we had triggered. we had like a, a crew on the boat who who were advising us. Yeah, maybe here's to go where the, to jump in. The current isn't so bad, and okay. we put the rope out, and then someone was ready to jump in if something was getting a bit too too much. That's good. And That's good. We we were in safe hands there, and like an amazing little crew, and 
we ended up having the boat for double the time that we were supposed to have it. And oh, it that's nice. Really helpful. And it was, yeah. And, um, yeah, it was, it was quite a, quite a scene to be involved in. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. imagine. Yeah. So when the song won the best motion picture song, is it, is it in a in a film like it, it, no? Well, the 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 kind of um, the kind of prize the prize for it, there, there was like a main prize for the event. It was like the songwriter pop section, mm-hmm. and they they had kind of other sort of crazy prizes. But our, our prize was uh, promotion for the single and a free release. And then we were also invited to the uh, Berlin Songwriting Convention. Oh, that's cool. In, in a few weeks. It's a few weeks from now. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. No, no, sorry. It's not a few weeks. It's the, I think it's the 11th of December. And you're going with, with Martin and So Martin. then we go with the, the together and we kind of get like some sort of like free pass in the sense of we get to have a little chat with a few people in in a a separate room or we can actually kind of pitch a few things to people uh, because we're kind of involved with the people that are are making the convention. It'd be kind of crazy if you won this award and then they put you into a private room with like major songwriting celebrities, (laughs) like the hologram of Michael Jackson. But again, I think it's like... (laughs) Peter Gabriel. (laughs) It's like, this is the elite. I'm here, guys. I made it. I made it. (laughs) Because I think I'm I'm in particular, I'm, I'm not so good at those things where it's like, hey, here's the messer. Go and uh, no, go and, networking uh, go and sell yourself. No, so I'm, I'm yeah. not. I'm rather trying to be myself rather than sell myself. Yeah, that's and, a good motto. Yeah, uh, and then sometimes, yeah, if I want to be myself, then maybe I'm, I'm not like branching out like this. Yeah, hey, how are you? Hey, what do you do? And and this and that. I need like a little fork up the ass to push me in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So that kind of helps. But again, I think it's everything with like a pinch of salt in the the industry. You know, you have to. Yeah. Just see what happens on the day. Yeah, that's absolutely yeah, yeah. right. That's, that should be really exciting, though. Uh, I think so, yeah. Really There's cool. a great story behind it, and I think that's the main thing. And if yeah. anything else comes, it's a positive one. You You're know? full of fucking good stories, I'm man. i killer, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I guess I just really want to touch on, so you guys have this this album of new songs. Do you have a, like a, a, a drop date or an idea of when you'd want to? No, but we kind of raised the bar with the first single that, mm-hmm. is, that is out and... That was out in September, and then we have a live music video coming out uh, on no no. We have a live music video coming out on December mm-hmm. the fourth or fifth. Okay, and then we release the next single kind of just before Christmas. Okay, and then we have to we have to look at a few things, and yeah, as you probably know, you have to. See how things go as you go along. We don't yeah. know who wants to get involved yet. Exactly. We're kind of new on the block, and we think we've got a lot in the in the traps. To yeah, you get a loaded chamber. Yeah, yeah. Just so like we're kind of we're, we're we're not rushing into anything, but we're doing a lot of work behind the scenes, making awesome. it happen, and believing in it. You know? I think for me, probably the most tedious, but for me, the, also the really fun part is when when all of the creative part of the music is finally done, for me, that's a big weight off my shoulders. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. it's done. Okay. Yeah, I don't yeah, have yeah, to think yeah. about that anymore. But now it comes the part of like designing the artwork, getting the photography, mm-hmm. getting the, you know, promotional plan set in place, the yeah, the budget yeah. and the strategy and getting everything like doing the, doing the, like the math of it afterward. 
for me, it's like, okay, hey, the music's done. The music's yeah, the main it's there and it's done. set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, now I'm just going to add some salt. Yeah, yeah, add that's it. Some yeah. This and, that. and that for me is, I enjoy that part. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's But it's also quite new to me. And uh, that's why I'm kind of really happy to have met Martin and Mona and, and, and the team that we have around us. We have like a small team and it seems to be like, uh, yeah, like there's this couple of people joining every six months or something and there's mm-hmm. like, okay, now we have like a light guy. Yeah. And, and now That's it's cool. like the, these things are happening and uh, yeah, I, I seek advice from them and I go along with the story as it's unfolding. And Seems like you always have a good uh, close-knit family following you around for support. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe you're a magnet to that kind of group. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't want to jinx it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just zip it. Yeah. Do you guys have like a special group name for this for this album? Like, are you going under a different project name? No, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a David Gaffney album. Okay. And I think I think that that's the way that we're gonna go forward. And cool. I think that there's not really any egos in the band as such, and we we all recognise that pretty much straight away, and realise that's most hey, important. We, yeah. we know we want this for the the good, and it's mm. yeah, we're all putting in good effort, and yeah, I think we're onto something. Well, my friend, I think all my questions have been answered. Mo, do you have anything else on the top of your mind before we do our last little segment here? No, Jordan. I'm totally happy to to witness this conversation. I'm even more looking forward to our last little segment. All right, we've got three very satisfied men in this room. <laughs> <laughs> so now comes a little game we're going to end here with. Okay, David. I'm nervous. So this game is called Grand Statements. And the way this works is we would like you to imagine that you're God for a day. Okay. Everyone hears what you can say from the skies. Everyone in the world can hear one thing that you can say from the heavens, raining down upon them. What do you say? Be fucking nice. <laughs> well said. Yeah. Absolutely agree with that. Oh, Amen. Um, and actually, this, there's that one phrase you said earlier of uh, be yourself, don't sell yourself. And I, I really think that's the mantra. That should be the title of the episode, I think. Um, so with that in mind, um, do you, uh, want to plug your new releases and your links and stuff for the listeners? Um, just while I kind of off, off recording, cause I don't know the actual release date of, of the things yet. I don't know. The, but you can the also date. just put your, your website or Instagram or how, how do you want people to find you? Yeah. Okay. So Hit David Gaffney on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Apple, all your usual usual stations, and uh, come and say hello. Well, David, uh, Mo and I are very thankful that you were an artsy-fartsy immigrant with us today. You have hey, the official I'm, stamp I'm from happy us. to be one. I'm we happy. have to get an actual stamp. We really should get like a stamp sound like... <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a gun. No, thanks a lot for having me. I've really enjoyed it. Our pleasure, man. Thanks a lot. Artsy-fartsy immigrants. Ein Podcast von Jordan Prince, produziert von Moritz Batscheider für M94.5.